Or you're just imagining a bunch of buff dudes swinging at clouds. <laughs> this, is, this is a great extension of that manliness campaign I came up with. The Swole Coast. The Swole Coast. <laughs> the uh, lich that's stealing everyone's gains. The gain stealer. <laughs> Everyone has to be a buff dude to try and stop this. Yep. The only ones, the few chosen ones who are strong enough. And the only acceptable classes are going to be fighter, monk, and barbarian. And fighters are going to be the casters. It's like, oh, nerd, you're just a fighter. I'm a barbarian. We got our karate master. Oh, it's going to be great. Yep. The swole coast. Welcome to Monsters and Multiclass, your weekly Dungeons and Dragons fix. I'm Kevin Odie. I'm Jared Bornigal. And I'm Will Melden. And we'll be hanging out with you for the next hour to talk about anything and everything D&D related. This week we'll be looking at the Cleric Warlock Multiclass, and then the Elder Tempest from Mordekainen's Tome of Foes, page 200. So pull up a chair and stick around. Alright, so our two classes today are going to be the Cleric and the Warlock. Uh, Cleric being a Divine Caster... And the Warlock is, in a way, the opposite. A caster, but their powers are derived from anything but gods. Uh, Usually things like fey beings, uh, eldritch horrors beyond the human realm of understanding. Uh, And overall, these are two very opposing classes. Um, Kind of excited to hear what we we find out. Uh, Kevin, got any first thoughts on these? Yeah, uh, role-playing-wise, this is a tough one. You... It almost seems like they completely contradict each other. It's it's because it is essentially in one way or another making a pact with either a god or some other just powerful otherworldly entity and serving them in exchange for power. And I, I'm really hard pressed to see more than the lawful good god of the dwarves being cool with their cleric hooking up with one of the arch devils for some additional power. Right, right. Um there's I think there's ways around it, but you need to get a little tricky, a little clever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm on the same page. Um, luckily, we do have new source material for Xanther's Guide to Everything, which does open the Warlock up to less devilish means. And right. I think that's definitely going to be a path that we should look into extensively. It, one thing that I was thinking while looking through these is a lot of times it, it doesn't say that the relationship has to be exclusive. The best way I have to phrase that. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't say that, you know, a cleric only can serve this. As long as that cleric is continuing to do that, what that god is asking of it, then there's no reason that they can't find other means of power. At least not explicitly stated. I, I understand that generally you're not expecting that, but it's not outright banned in any way. Uh, as well as the warlock patron, the uh, the great old one, it's not really a deity and it's it's usually something that's just totally unexplainable and i'm wondering if if that's going to uh cause any conflicts rp wise i feel like it it won't honestly i think it depends on the god yeah Uh, i could definitely see an evil god especially a chaotic evil god Mm -hmm. encouraging their clerics to seek these parasitic parasitic connections to the great old ones and um if anyone's not familiar that's one of the main subclasses of the warlock you make a connection to a great old one it's basically the DD realms version of an eldritch horror right there exists in some far off plane of existence completely outside of our comprehension um with motives and goals that we can't even imagine warlocks that get their powers from them it's usually a very one-sided thing they've managed to somehow can contact these things and tap into their raw power and usually the great old one isn't even aware of it right 
Right. Because they were so small and minute and pointless to them. It's, it would be like us being aware of, you know, an ant on your shirt. It's like, maybe you'll notice it, but... I'm going to notice an ant on my shirt. You think? Yeah. If those, it's just like on your back? Yeah. No, I've I'm, I'm got ant vision, man. Those things freak me out. Ants have terrible vision. Well, I have great vision, so I'm going to squash that. Yes, he means ant vision in the sense that he could see ants well, not that he has a vision of the ants. <laughs> All I can see is ants. <laughs> or is it vision where everything you see is ants? That sounds terrifying. That <laughs> like that Everything's just a writhing mass of <laughs> terrible formic beings. Well, now, would that be like one... Like, would you guys be one giant No, it would ant? be masses of ants. You okay. can't just yeah. make things out of, like, everything's a bigger ant. You wouldn't know how to use a bookshelf. It's like, oh, I'll where do I book. put the books? It's like, everything has to be made out of ants. Well, no, the bookshelf would just be, like, stacks of ants, where you've got, like, ants on yeah. parallel, parallel. Yeah, just writhing masses books. of ants. Yeah. Well, in the no. shape of a bookshelf. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they can support it. That's why everything's so strong and... and my vision uh, <laughs> then you open the book and it's a massive ants and then ants form the letters on the page and ant just bro. different colored ants you got red ants and black ants that way you get your contrast yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is extremely high quality content this is <laughs> okay so the warlock cleric right so Oof. let's let's think of some ideas uh kevin did you bring anything to the table today um yeah one more just detailed one just trying to kind of Dance around that issue of no, it, so it doesn't specifically say it has to be exclusive. I would really think the vast majority of gods would not be cool if they're clerics. I totally agree. Um, so it just like I said, this is kind of a little more in detailed one here. So just bear with me. So your character is born of a cult to an evil god. Pick whoever you want. Probably a chaotic evil god. They're very isolated. They live out in the woods by themselves. Uh, your parents are high members of that cult and clerics themselves. So you're brought up in this cult with high expectations to be this evil person who's going to take over as the clerics and leaders of this cult. But you have this good streak in you that they just can't get out of you when you should be bullying and taking advantage of others and just being a general dick to everybody. You're showing mercy and kindness. You've been caught sneaking off to the nearest village to help people. Disgusting. Yeah, it's it's terrible. (laughs) Terrible, terrible stuff. And your parents and the cult try everything and just cannot break you of this good streak in you. As you get older and it's starting to seem more and more that you're lost to this cult, this God wants nothing to do with you and that they're telling your parents to kick you out. They trick you. They perform some sort of ritual that flings your flings, flungs, flues, flings, flings, Flings. yes, (laughs) fling, flung, flues your mind to the... Far planes, um, where you come into contact with one of these great old ones. Um, it was an intentional thing from your parents, and your mind shatters. You can't handle it. It's too too much for you, um, as it usually is. And you come back completely mad, and with power siphoned off this great old one. And you're, you're no longer your former self. It seems like they, it has finally worked. They've broken you of this good streak because you're just this insane person siphoning power off this terrible evil. What a prank! Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Can you prank people like that in the D&D world? Just, like, shoot them through a portal that gets them in contact with a great old one? Breaks their mind? Ha! Gotcha. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. Great prank. Great prank. Yeah. Put your hand in some warm water while you're sleeping. Piss to bed. Send you through a portal. Break your mind. Just great pranks in the D&D world. All right. So so anyways, yes, your parents in this cult are now very happy. They think they have their next generation of leadership and... This insane person who fits the ideals of this chaotic evil god uh, to grow in power and 
just experience. You're kind of sent out in a pilgrimage of sorts to go out into the world and experience things and grow in power and in your cruelty and all that. Uh, as you're doing this at, at some point, and this could very much happen in character as you know, that, that could be this at level one is when you leave or it could be part of your backstory. A angel of a lawful good God comes into contact with you. And again, you're picked. There's so many of them. And they're really troubled by what they're seeing. They, they're trying to turn you back into that good path because it turns out you're not human. You're actually Asimar. You are in basically an angelic divine entity that was put into this cult by this god in the hopes to finally disrupt it and destroy it from the inside. But you seem to be lost. Um, and one of the things with Asimar, you have this kind of guardian angel type character, sort of like your conscious. And so you start having a lot of dealings with them as they try and kind of talk you back into the good path and all of your, all of that. But you're not really having it. You're completely insane. It just all does not click for you. So out of desperation, this god makes you one of their clerics. They bestow upon you all this holy power um, from this lawful good god. And in a way that kind of soothes your mind and calms you a little bit and slightly pulls you out of this madness so now you have these warlock levels from the El, you know great old one and then starting the cleric powers from this lawful good god who's trying to bring you back around and you're sort of locked in this battle it doesn't completely cure you of your madness you're that great old one connection still holding on like a parasite constantly trying to pull you back into its madness well this god is trying to hope that you keep advancing with your cleric powers and in the teachings of them okay yeah, no, I see that. Um, that was a really elaborate and epic backstory. Yeah, it's like definitely. imagining that being told, like, "Oh, how did you become an adventurer?" And then you hear that, <laughs> and the ranger next to you is like, "Oh, I j- I grew up in the woods." <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad also did similar stuff. Uh, so evil cult. Yeah, evil cult. Mine lost. Good God, trying yeah. to. S- okay, yeah, that's a lot. One thing that's <laughs> what brings- we do here. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> Um, one interesting question that brings up is I kind of like the idea of you, like if you do start off with this character, uh, being level one warlock going on their pilgrimage and they have no idea that they're an awesome air. Um, Mm -hmm. and then like, they don't find out until later. That's like kind of a a weird way to play it, but I actually really like that. I mean, you're still going to, of course, know as a player, you've got your racial bonuses, um, but you probably wouldn't be using any of the cool, awesome air stuff until where they could sprout you... wings and fly. Right. Yeah, that probably won't come up till later. Right, exactly. Um, and then you find out, you know, you're a scourge, awesome air, whatever protector. <laughs> I, I don't know. They're, they're yeah. the three sub races. They're yeah. all weird. Um, that's a really cool way to play that. Uh, I, I like the mix. Uh, the number one issue I have with this multi class, and it's nothing to do with that RP wise, is just mechanically. What are we getting out of it? It's limited. Yeah, um, yeah that's th- there's a couple cool things. Um, like so, if you take the pact of the chain, where you get your familiar, you know, the powerful, more powerful, invisible familiar stuff like that, you can cast spells through your familiar, touch spells through your familiar. Yeah, clerics get a lot of good touch spells, uh, which now they no longer have to deal with actually being the one to do it. Um, inflict wounds as touch, and it's a really powerful first level single damage spell. You can now do it as a touch. Cure wounds. Yeah, cure wounds, um, various buffs, things like that. Yeah. So that's useful. Also then the warlocks get their two level, two spells that come back on a short rest, where clerics are like a standard caster where it's only on a long rest. Clerics, there's always kind of this pressure to 
They get some cool spells, but now use it on Bless, right. use it on Cure Wounds, right. use it on Revivify, things like that. This gives you a little more flexibility. You could use these Warlock spells that come back on every short rest for your Blessing Cures and all that and mm-hmm. save you more spells for the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and of course, you know, the Channel Divinity, um, where it's just, depending on which domain you go with in the for the Clerics, just some nice little benefit. Uh, it's kind of hard to tie in the the main point of Channel Divinity, the whole turning undead. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, if there's undead, turn them. Warlocks, <laughs> right. warlocks have no real affinity for the undead. Uh, I think a lot of people mix that up and like, oh, warlocks, necromancers. It's like not no. in this universe at all. Right, right. But there's you can combine this in the worst possible way by kind of defaulting to what clerics and warlocks unfortunately end up being like. Nine times out of ten, and that's just a fire hose of cantrips. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to be a. You can't be both. That's a terrible mix because you're not. You've got like up-powered sacred flame and up-powered right. toll of the dead and up-powered eldritch blast, and you only you can only do it once, guys. So. Well, that's actually one thing that uh, is really good. There are a couple of the cleric domains that they can add their wisdom modifier to their cantrips, uh, the damage to it. So that means that the to eldritch cleric. Blast, to, is it just cleric cantrips? Yes. We'll see. I'll confirm that. It's eighth level. I know on the knowledge. All of them have Any it, cleric yeah. cantrip. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, but like told the dad's a cleric cantrip. Right. Which is so, but it has nothing to do with being a warlock. No, I'll say that's <laughs> yeah. that's just something yeah. nice, but it, it really doesn't combine at all because your you know your Eldritch Blast is always going to end up being more powerful. So that's maybe not that's, that's the yeah. question is like, do you want do you want to probably aim for one of the powered up cantrip versions? And then, say, an alternate version like the Melee Clerics or the Melee Warlocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the, I think that's the money combination here, is doing one class like you're supposed to in one class, kind of an offshoot of it. Because you, you just don't want this huge arsenal of uh, cantrips that are overpowered. Because you've already got one, and it's like, that's the done deal. Right, right. that's your damage. <clears throat> yeah, total dead or Eldritch Blast. Yeah, and then throw the Sacred Flame in there for a save if they have a high AC or whatever. Yeah, yep. Though I guess Told the Dead's a save. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. You're right. Yeah. Never mind, yeah. So, but so there it does go. necrotic damage. So if you're fighting undead... Then turn them. Then turn them. Yes. <laughs> and then blast them with Sacred Flame. Or Eldritch Blast. Nothing's yeah. immune to force damage. No? Yeah, okay. So Eldritch Blast. It's always yeah. just Eldritch Blast. Yep. Yeah, this, this class, yeah, as fun as it is, you're just going to be casting Eldritch Blast and healing people occasionally. That was my concern. It's like, <laughs> saying it, yeah, even talking about you, you can use the familiar and additional spell slots and all that. <laughs> I think in reality, what it will end up being is, start of combat, I bless. Mm-hmm. Your turn comes around. Is anyone dead or dying? No, I cast Eldritch Blast. Your turn comes around again. Is anyone dead or dying? No, I cast Eldritch <laughs> Blast. Turn comes around again. Is anyone dead or dying? Yeah, actually, Bob's at zero health. Uh, cure wounds through my familiar. Yep. Come around again. Eldritch Blast. Which sounds to me like you're better off just going with that, uh, what's the... Celestial Warlock. Thank you, yeah. Celestial Warlock, if you really want to go down that path. You just get a little bit more versatile spellcasting. Kind yeah. of, but you're limiting yourself in in some regards. Yeah, yeah you still all get good the healing, all right. the spells we talked about, you get with the celestial warlock, right? So do you get bless. Uh, no, yeah, you do not get bless, but bless is I, a good I'm one. Also not, I'm not sold on bless as this awesome thing. It's good if you have a lot I of forget uh, to cast it a lot. <laughs> if you have melee cast or melee combatants, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you only have like one or two, it's not a big deal, right? 
Uh, and I think that's the main thing we find out every time. It's like, okay, well, half our party just casts spells and cantrips. Bless isn't going to help them too much. Right. I guess it can if you're, depending on which cantrips you're casting, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. You know, it's just right. not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, 1d4 strangely drops off. Uh, not strangely, but it does drop off in the amount it's helping. I also hate that guy. The D4. Crap. We've <laughs> already had this conversation. I know, yeah. and it bothered me. Like, last session, I was rolling these D4s for the healing word, and they just flopped yep. when we needed yeah. them not to flop. I needed an <laughs> epic roll to save us from the Yoktal. Yoklo. Yoklo. Which we did get to fight. Which I don't know what episode we talked about that, but you that brought it out. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. It was a really, really terrifying thing to fight. It sucked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad you brought it out. All right. But one thing I do want to point out is that both the Xanthers Warlocks have almost no RP issue with a Clara combination. Right. A Hexblade is bound to their weird magical sword on the Shadowfell realm. That's not really... Uh, it's not like a god's not going to be like, oh, what are you doing talking to swords? It's, <laughs> it's not I mean, a well, it's relationship. Sorta. It's more like the Raven Queen. No, no. There was, a, there was a specific one for the Raven Queen. That's It's just a sentient item from her realm. It's not okay. the Raven Queen. Right. And I've never really liked that flavor, being like the patron of a sword. <laughs> but it does kind of work here. I mean, Black yeah. Razor may be a really shitty guy. But he's also I don't I don't think he can inspire jealousy of a god. That's uh, fair. I don't know. He might. It depends on how you worship. Black Razor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of weapons out there that that could be like a boon thing. Like my god has a legendary weapon, and I was empowered through it. And that's the same. Yeah. With Celestial. It's like, oh, my god has a really cool unicorn, and that's where I get my powers <laughs> from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like, like that. I say, yeah, yeah. That was the other way to justify it, where it's the. Uh, the patron through the warlock is under the god, mm-hmm. which there's plenty of instances of that. So I have I came up with one that I think is pretty interesting. Um, this would be specifically for the knowledge domain cleric, uh, where they start off a cleric who just wants to know everything, and that's their main focus. Uh, so they uh, pledge their life to one of these gods. Got a couple here, Toth, maybe Thoth. That sounds weird. I don't think it's pronounced like that. I'm going to say Toth. Is it T-H-O-T-H? Yep. That's Thoth. All right, Thoth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they, you know, start down this knowledge cleric domain uh, and just want to learn more and more and more until it starts to become the only thing they can focus on. And their cleric or their god just can't give them enough knowledge. So they start seeking it out in other ways. Uh, one of those ways being ancient texts, maybe. Uh, and go ahead and find a old book, <clears throat> get their mind blasted by an eldritch horror uh, upon reading one, and now you got yourself a, a warlock. So that's one combination. It's not six hours of backstory, <laughs> but I think that'd be a, a good way to do it. And the knowledge domain kind of pairs well with the Pact of the Tome, uh, and then, you know, just a nice mixture of, of spell versatility. Yeah, you don't think their patron god would kind of drop them after that? No, because they're not really doing anything wrong. Uh, they're just looking for more knowledge. It's like, oh, well, they, I feel like they would almost kind of respect it. Yeah. It, like, it's like, oh, you know, I'm the god of knowledge. Want to know everything. And I, I don't know specifically the lore of Thoth and all of these other <laughs> gods here. So I might be way off. But, you know, it's it's something that they might view it as, wow, this one really wants to learn and <laughs> kind of uh embrace it and view them as you know yeah. as long as they're still doing what i ask them to i don't care uh 
And, and I think that's the main thing. Yeah, I, I think that actually does have a mechanical potential, especially if you kind of avoid the knowledge cleric path or like stay light on it. Because it does end up being that cantrip blaster. Mm-hmm. That's one of the primary combat focuses. But there is a lot of stuff here that essentially, uh, it kind of overlaps with the Great Old One's mind manipulation weirdness. Right. So you do have just like this repertoire of spells and mental fuckery that is pretty interesting. But I don't know if it would mechanically work that well. No, it would... Um Looking them over, it looked like the Great Old One worked a little bit better mechanically and flavor-wise compared to, like, the Archfey, because that one, I would definitely see uh, a cleric god being like, no, you can't just sell your soul uh, for more knowledge. That's, like, totally not cool. Get out. What the hell, man? (laughs) We had a deal. Uh, So I already already sold it. (laughs) Well, I can't fire you. (laughs) Not pretty sure they can. Oh, yeah. No, they can can hell fire you, man. No, but the paperwork is just ridiculous. So a lot of times they let it go for a bit. Uh, So, yeah, I I didn't like the idea of that one. And also just the the class stuff for the Archfey just were a little bit too evil for clerics. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I can describe that one. I like the uh, running with the paperwork idea. Yeah. So like, if you know the campaign's going to be in a short time frame for you know whatever reason, that's how you play out the multi-class. You're, you've been a cleric for a while, and, and then you end up selling your soul for more power. <laughs> and, of course, your patron guy gets pissed. And right. like, that, that's it. You're done. But, I mean, we have a system, and it's not really going <laughs> to tick over to the end of the quarter. <laughs> so just try not to get into too much trouble till then. And so then you just kind of run it on this short clock until... They're yanked away and trying to make the most of it in that quarter. Oh, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> then if you get bored of the character because you're like, oh, this wasn't a good combination, you just have their cleric power stripped away and change characters. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, so there, there was one one more thing I wanted to jump on back in my original idea. Yeah. Just kind of homebrewing just a little mechanic for it. So if you're... Don't right. worry. It's cool. Okay. No, it's just... Uh, the home brewery and a mechanic's not really the right. I'll just explain it. Better be oh, so, boo, <laughs> boo. Okay, go on, Kevin. Yeah, we're not big fans of home brewing here. I guess I don't think we've ever talked about it much. Um, I, I won't say we're not big fans, and I say that in air quotes. More of that, we're very weary on yes. home brewing. That's uh, it's risky to say the least. A lot of times, you can get what you're looking for out of predetermined materials and not have to change things around to potentially make it broken or right you know yeah my my view is i mean you have people who they're they dedicate their entire career to making this stuff dungeons and dragons and they have entire teams working on it and they go over things and iterate them again and again and again and then they get play tested a bunch and they take feedback and adjust it and they're like who am i to think you know what i don't really like how the cleric cast spells we're gonna change that i'm sure it's gonna be better (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think just I like working within the system. Um, then it's also more consistent. And I, need, and I know it's a cooperative game. It's not competitive, so it's not as big a deal if somebody gets significantly stronger. But to the rest of the party, I think it's frustrating. It's annoying where mm-hmm. everybody's within the confines of, you know, the rule books and playing, you know, standard stuff. Someone comes in with a homebrew class or mechanic or whatever, and they're significantly more powerful than everyone else because they didn't consider something with the homebrew. I think it's just frustrating and annoying. It, it makes the DM's job a lot harder, too, yes. because now they have to balance for three people who are by the books, everything's fine, and then one person who just smashes through every single combat, and now you're spending your time just countering that one person, and it's like, what was the point of this? Yeah. You know, this isn't fun. Yeah. So, anyways, 
Homer was the wrong word to use. Okay. So you, you're kind of in that <laughs> stuck in that struggle between being sucked back to the warlock side or following the cleric side. So throughout the campaign, every time you use a spell or ability, keep a tally. Was that a warlock spell or a cleric spell? When it's time to level up, whichever one has more, that's the level you take. Are we back to the bean counters? No. <laughs> oh. <I laughs> no, no, no. It's just like you, you do that as the the player, not yeah. the character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then so it's you're struggling to you. Yeah, your characters probably want to fight to grow stronger as a cleric and, you know, shrug off this madness and all the evil ways. But there's a lot of beneficial things the warlock gives them, too. And so every time they use it, it kind of strengthens that bond. And so then, you know, it's time to level up. And all right, since the last level I've used 52 warlock abilities and only 40 cleric abilities, and it looks like I'm stronger in a warlock. Yeah. You could kind of play I, once you hit a certain level, like if it's, you know, if it's a going to level 20, once you hit 10 in one, like that's, that solidifies who you are, your personality, all that. Right. Uh, I think my only issue with that is it kind of makes it so you can't use a lot of, like, let's say RP wise, I want to start doing more clericy things. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not using Eldritch Blast anymore, even though that's the reason why you multi-classed into it is to have that over not overpowered that really strong eldritch blast uh so it just it's fine i like the idea of it rp wise that sounds really cool i just worry that it's going to be limiting the character uh i think it's just not gonna work i think it's like a really good flavor (laughs) right but like every time you're like oh this isn't fucking close it's like i used a hundred warlock spells and 10 cleric things and that's just like every level you're like crap this is not (laughs) and then you have to try to balance it in your head like oh how can i uh readjust how we do do cantrips count do mm-hmm. various patron features count it's like i think it's a really good idea that mechanically will just fall flat on its face you think yeah i we just yeah. it, that's one of the problems with D is you do end up in kind of a it's a cycle of repetitive combat and we'll, we do our thing over and over and over again until something really weird happens and those patterns they they're pretty solid and mm-hmm. that, that would show up real quick it's like this is what i do most combats like how your cleric normally if they have nothing to do i use toll the dead yeah yeah because it's like both know, these classes are unfortunately cantrip blasters yeah yeah it's true it's yeah. not like a I, I think that's so not so weird but i feel like you know we've got a wizard and we have a cleric both of them are full casters but the amount of times that you have so many spells left over at the end of the day because you're like, you know, what am I going to use them for? We, nobody needed to be cure wounded. So, yeah, it, and that's very frequent. The downfall of the cleric is it, you cannot be as loosey goosey with your spell use as a sorcerer or a wizard or a warlock. A warlock, indeed. Because if somebody goes down, it's like, sorry, bud, I, uh, did a minor damage spell instead of revivifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're more important. When, I'll call your parents you and tell them how epic that inflict wounds was. <laughs> See, well, that 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 goes back to the the, the benefit. The, the one of the two benefits we mentioned is where you get those re reoccurring spells on a short rest. Yeah, so it frees you up to use more of the cool warlock spells. Yeah, that's that's one interesting thing. I definitely being a ridiculous warlock fanboy. And a current cleric who's like, eh, it's an all right class. It's like, yeah, I think this, any class can use a dose of warlock. <laughs> That's my new conclusion. I, I kind of get that. It's like the, um, oh, I'm going to be vilified for this. Uh, it's like the the fighter of spellcasters where 
every class that takes it that's a spellcaster, it like it gets something good from it. Or it just gets those warlock spells and you know you get them on a short rest, and that's great. You know, and nobody's gonna turn that down. Just RP wise, it's not as easy as the fighter. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need act- elaborate backstories as opposed to yeah, I trained at the armory for a few months. Yeah. So I, I think we uh have a tendency to discredit fighters in this group. Where we discredit them. Um I, I, from an RP wise, actually, I think fighters have one of the biggest barrier to entries. What? It's next episode's Fighter Monk, so we'll mm-hmm. talk about it then. But yeah, okay, we'll talk about it then. That's yeah, good. all right. Yeah. That's good because I'm already mad. <laughs> You're mad at fighter. You want, no, I'm mad, mad at, at Kevin. Kevin. Oh, no, Kevin's wrong. Just say no. Everyone could just be a fighter. Everyone can. Damn it, Kevin. <laughs> next um, episode on Monsters and Multiclass. I yell at Kevin for being wrong. <laughs> Isn't that but, the point of every episode? Yeah, it's kind of. It's like why we bring you along. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good point. To disagree with us. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. You're not here to be like, oh, I'm the voice of reason. I'm I'm Will. No. You're here to just shoot things Here's down. Why you're dumb. Because your your feelings get in the way. Oh, I don't want to ruin Santa Claus. I haven't forgotten that. <laughs> you did ruin Christmas. Oh, yeah, I did. Hope everyone had a good Christmas. I bet they didn't because... Jared ruins Santa Claus. Is there any, I'm just spitballing here, uh, any crossover between the nature domain and the Fey Warlock? No. I'm just trying. I don't know much about the Fey Warlock, to be honest. The Fey Warlock has never been the best as it is. That's why I don't know much about it. I don't like the flavor very much. I don't really like the Fey at all. I think they're just kind of ambiguous they always seem kind of neutral it's always the neutral option yeah Mm -hmm. that's fair so i think i mean it could be a combination that works i can see your fey god and your fey patron being like oh yeah no that guy's cool yeah fine (laughs) oh no we get drinks together like all the time Fey wild we hang out all the time man yeah that's that's the only only thing i'm seeing there there's just not much interesting i don't think either of those classes has much interesting go or subclasses yeah right all right, then how about the war domain and the um, the hexblade war? No, this this is where I think it does kind of, that, that kind of works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hexblade has just so many cool things, right? But you are also overlapping on the sense that a warlock, when he goes hexblade, he gets the armor and he gets the right weapon the mastery yeah. and the war domain. Now it's just heavy armor, so you're kind of losing out on a few proficiencies that were once valuable and no longer. Right, say, and war domains really not that great. I think no. we've talked about that previously. Right, but maybe it could be better with the eldritch features. Mm. I'm not saying it could. I'm just wondering. Eh. Like the the number one thing I've noticed is the eldritch invocations for the hexblade just add so much that you could multi class into a bard and it would be worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think. Well, yeah, they're both charisma casters. And yeah. No, no, we're not yes. talking about this. No, <laughs> that would be a really solid multi class. Uh, what was it? Uh, what's a bad one? Um, Nothing. The Hexblade is so good. Uh, yeah, the, the Hexblade <laughs> multi-classes very well. Just a one-level dip, you get so much. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, we never talked about attributes. Ability score, not attributes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Charisma and Wisdom 13, yep, which yep. isn't bad. It's a little... You don't see that too often, both of those stats being high. Um, and a little complicated to play, because when you cast a spell, you have to determine, wait, is this Charisma or Wisdom and... I can see that but, being super annoying in yeah. practice, but yeah, 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 yeah because yeah, it doesn't line up, right? But beyond that, I mean, it's not hard to get to no, any definitely capacity. not. 
This makes it, yeah, like strength you don't need much of. Well, if you do play, that, that's kind of the downfall of trying to incorporate that melee character into it. It's now it's now it's more mad, right? right. Well, unless it's hexplay, unless it's hexplay, then mm-hmm. you can use your charisma as your yes. modifier. In which case, you're back where you started. Yep. So almost that could be good for the war domain because you don't have to focus on strength or dexterity. Yes. You can ignore those two and say, well, charisma is my my weapon ability. Uh, so yeah. that. Again, War Domain's just not great. Uh, you get the the Channel Divinity, which is pretty cool. Add plus 10 bonus to your roll. Uh, but do you... Yeah, you don't need to use an action for that. So that's just like a free thing. Hey, I want to add plus 10 to this roll. I could see you really trying hard and you know maybe getting the uh, Great Weapon Master feat, where that's minus 5 and you get plus 10 damage. Great, you can do a whole bunch of damage. Is it the best way to go about this? No, not at all. War Priest, no. like looking at it now... It can combine well because one of the Hexblade's big features is you hex them, then you blade them. Right. And that does like paladin levels of damage because you're rolling so many dice. Do you add an extra D6 to the hex Extra target? D6. And I think there's things that make it even more powerful. But you only can hex one creature per short rest, Correct. right? That's re- I hate that. that. Yeah. It's, it's the one limited. thing. Well, yeah. no. You can cast it twice. So twice per short rest. Let's does he use better. a spell slot? No, that, no, it just so twice. yeah. There's the Hexblade's curse, which is limited one, and then there's Hex, which also gives similar features but isn't as powerful. Right, you can't like teleport behind them and stuff. You, I think you actually can. <laughs> what it, they did add, if you're hexed, you can do Hexblade Hex stuff. But oh, there's the bonus Hex, which is even worse. Gotcha, gotcha. But as like what I was saying with the War Priest, you just your Wisdom modifier gives you bonus attacks. So if you really want to nuke someone down, you can attack as much as you want. What do you mean the it gives you bonus attacks? So system? you give when you use the attack action, you can you make one weapon attack as a bonus action. That's your level one war oh. priest. Mm-hmm. That's that kind of sucks as a cleric because they don't really have any nuke damage. But as a hex blade, oh, that gives you three weapon attacks if you're plus three. If yeah. you're a hex blade, right? Yep. Level five, they get two attacks. Yeah, they do. That's an eldritch invocation. So they yep. take that eldritch invocation, then they get war priest. So that means three attacks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, and they're not even they're weapon attacks. It's not even like the monk that's you know limited to an unarmed strike. Whether or not that's limiting, get into that later. But uh, that's pretty good. That's actually a pretty good combo. That makes the war domain not crap. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I looking at it now, that's a better better combo than I thought it would be. Equal to your yeah, you can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. So let's say you know three times. Per long rest, that's pretty pretty frequent. That scales like shit, but yeah, for boss battles, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. You're going to be the star of the show when you're just slashing that guy. But honestly, I mean, again, if we're saying a plus three modifier, who has more than... I mean, six encounters is like a high amount, and encounters doesn't even mean every single one of them is combats. Uh, that's like... Yeah, that's... Encounters can be like a trap. A trap is considered an encounter. It doesn't have to just be a fight. So usually you're only going to be in three, maybe four battles per long rest. Yeah. It depends. It, it does. It obviously it's, depends. But yeah. You, but you're also... If, if it's that low, though, they're usually longer battles where you have a lot of turns. Right. I, I'm actually still not sold on that War Priest thing. It's like, oh, with three attacks, that's a lot. It's like, you're going to get three attacks three times. You're going to get three extra attacks, basically. So you... Got, but, Unless you bump it all the way up to 20... 
which when your multi-class is a little harder to do, you'll get five extra attacks. With the Hexblade, you have to make your time with the cursed target as valuable as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. And for a level one, just auto-on ability, I that's what I think justifies it. If this was like level five, it'd be like, you got to go pretty deep to get that. This is just right there. You know yeah. what, though? I totally misread this. I thought it was like one of those, for a minute, you can do that. No. It's saying you literally get one additional bonus action attack like key points almost yeah up to uh, your wisdom modifier right so that's not nearly as good but yeah. that's still it's still good as you were saying yeah like, to have in your back pocket have right. the big fight you hex them and curse yeah. them whatever and then yeah that's still good i like it three extra attacks mm-hmm. three or extra whatever. attacks is, is pretty good especially if you're you're doing something with them i guess it's just a bonus action so you're not doing anything else with them no hmm do uh the Hexblade Eldritch Invocations add anything fun, like on a hit, something cool happens? Or are uh, they all just like, yeah, you can teleport to your hex target? You can, I don't think anything on hit, to be honest. Okay. I ask Will specifically, because you played a Hexblade Warlock, so I just expect you to have all of their Eldritch Invocations memorized. <laughs> Did I play a real Hexblade Warlock? It was the UA. It was the it UA. It was before oh, Xanathers yeah. came out. Okay. It was real similar. It was, but they, they changed change it. the Eldritch Invocations a good amount, and yeah. they changed like the ninth level ability or whatever high level ability, right? But yeah, it just the Hexblade's curse. You do want as ma- as many attacks as possible. You get the yeah. extra crits. So I, I think it's I think it's good for a dip if you're going full on cleric. Sure. There's, there might be better options. Level one dip. So what's your justification for a warlock taking a one level dip into cleric and never looking back? <laughs> it's mechanically all right, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Cleric's the one that's really hard to justify a quick dip in. Because yeah, the gods eventually just going to say, ah, fuck you. It's you. You're done. Go away. I think with the war domain, you've got your war gods, so I think they're okay as long as you just... Devote your life to the slaughter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's fine, but you should probably take more than one dip into it. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything uh, bad about their further things, especially if you have the Warlock Hexblade to fill in the blanks mm-hmm. um, and pick up any of the slack. I mean, the War God's Blessing at 6th level, uh, you can help a butt out and give them plus 10 to a roll for your channel divinity. That's cool. A lot of these features don't get extra channel divinity uh, features. I guess that's, that's well, they gave sorry. them. They gave them two because both of them kind of suck. Yeah, plus ten. Bounded accuracy kind of makes anything like a plus ten to hit. Uh, plus ten's a lot. Do you? What mm-hmm. do you mean? I mean that can be. If I know, gotta, but it just like too much. Oh, okay, okay. It's like oh, plus ten. That's yeah. it. Does not is like oh I rolled an eighteen it's like well I wasted my time yeah it'd be nice if it was like after you see the roll because that's always useful you know you roll up a five and it's like oh it's only a twelve no it's a twenty two that's good right um like if it was your reaction oh wait you can use your reaction it's a reaction channel divinity that's honestly what I think is so good about their channel divinities both of them are uh not an action. Whereas I think most of them usually are. It's an action to use your channel divinity. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was really getting at was Divine Strike at 8th level. You're just adding a D8 to any weapon damage. Which is, again, going Hexblade, great. You're getting an extra D8 to everything. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, what? It's just same type dealt by the weapon. <laughs> Such a weird <laughs> domain. Everything else is like, this is Radiant. This one's Lightning Damage. This is just, uh, you just hit them even harder. Good job, man. <laughs> you're Pretty so much, good yeah. at this. 
No, you're not a fighter. You worship God. <laughs> uh, any other combinations? Combinations, no. no. Um, not to shit on it even further. The other ability <laughs> that I was talking about, where you get you could get the familiar and cast touch spells through it, and oh, that's really great. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it is really great. You could accomplish that through a feat. Which um, feat? magic initiate and initiate. Yeah, ma- magic initiate. You pick a you, like you could pick a caster, and you could gain ca- a couple cantrips and a first level spell of them, and cast mm-hmm. it. So you pick the wizard and gain divine familiar that way. That's much less of a commitment than what a two three level dip in the warlock. You the the familiar in the warlock is it's it, it's better. better, but it really is overstated how much better. Mm-hmm. Fine familiar as a regular spell is, eh, I don't know. Closets can be invisible and shit. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they can be yeah. invisible. They're better scouters. That's right. the main thing. But in terms of being able to deliver touch spells to your familiar, I'd rather just take the feat if that's all you're going into Warlock for. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right on that. Yep, totally agree. Okay, so it's, it's not, not great. <laughs> I mean, really. It's, it's, I, I think you could have some... Fun role playing, right, right? Cool, interesting backstories and characters to play. Mechanically, I'm not in love with it. No, but that could be okay. That's you know, yeah. Just depends what what you want to do. I think mechanically it has potential, but I don't know if the potential's better than other options. I think each class can definitely get more out of multiclassing a different way mm-hmm. than yes. warlock cleric. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. All right. Monster of the Week time. Yeah. Monster of the Week. This week's monster is the Elder Tempest. All that can be really said about this particular monster is, have you ever been such a dick DM? You're like, I think my pa- my players should fight a thunderstorm. <laughs> <laughs> because now you can. If you have a troublesome city or, you know, maybe some high-level PCs that you just want to wipe off the map, maybe it's time for a relatively large, let's say 1d6 plus how many miles, of absolute hell, and at the center of it, a challenge rating 23 monster that's basically made of air. So, let's go into it, guys. How would we approach doing the Elder Tempest? From the DM or fighting it as a player? Let's start from a DM's perspective. So, I mean, I mean, so this is our second uh, greater elder, elder elemental. That's what they're called. Correct. Um, we had Zaratan previously, the, the earth one. This is the air one. Um, these are always summoned to this world generally by an um, elemental evil cult of some kind. And they're they're not evil. They're actually all neutral, but their just existence is destruction, so they're causing problems anyways. And if anybody attacks them, they're going to attack back. So that actually makes it really easy for a DM to just stick it into a campaign. Right. You can make the entire campaign by trying to stop this cult, and if you fail, this is what you have to fight. Right. Or just, poof, here's uh, the adventure of the day. This Elder uh, elder Tempest. Oh, that sounds so hilarious. Up. It's like a, a high-level party like you're all level 20 and it's like oh man we're out of things to do on just like a regular <laughs> basis and it's just like you're you're basically like the justice league where they just call you in every time there's like a huge earth ending or world ending uh, event and today's is the elder tempest um yeah one really silly way i want to think of this one 
Um, so it, it has one really interesting ability. It's the air form. The Tempest can enter a hostile creature's space and stop there. It can move through a space as narrow as one inch wide without squeezing. So even though it's a gargantuan size, that reads to me like it doesn't matter how big it is. It is a storm, as as Will was saying. You're just fighting a thunderstorm. Right. Um, it really just makes me think of finding a legendary Pokemon in like the the pokemon video games where you just go and like oh i'm in this cave and oh at the bottom of it here's here's lugia because that's the the closest one for my johto fans i'm a gen one guy yeah i figured so (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it it could almost be like a a really weird thing to find at the end of a dungeon uh where it's just an entire room and it's going to be weird where hitting it is you know it's got a low armor class because of its size it's basically taking up the entire room wherever you're standing you can hit it but also wherever you're standing you're going to be hit by it um i don't know how well that would play out uh, especially at the end of a dungeon you might just kill your party outright uh, yes. but i mean if you're all level 20s that's that's the only way you can challenge people right <laughs> i f- i feel like this probably this guy's probably not going to be inside unless yeah, he was it's... summoned inside in yeah. which case, you know, you're coming to this. I think he would leave. Yeah, he'd immediately, he's made out of air. He's like, he's, I'm, I'm not going to sit in a cave waiting <laughs> for a bunch of jabronis who are overpowered okay. to walk into my cave. Well, <laughs> and I think, I think the fun thing about this is essentially the map is now the enemy. Yeah. He's big enough where you're like, all right, where is he? The party is now surrounded by these swirling snakes of lightning and air. And it doesn't matter where he goes. Right. He's immune to opportunity attacks. He can move and stay in anybody's space. You can just draw a big circle and say he's there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not going to run away from you either. No. No. So the party is essentially just put him in a circle and tell me what you do. Right. Yeah. But- I, I'm I do like the idea of, like, accidentally releasing this thing mm. at the bottom of a dungeon. Yeah, there it, we go. Yeah, go through the big dungeon, there's the big trevor, treasure, and, like, oh, there's this interesting crystal, and you touch it, and it shatters. And the Elder Elemental just bursts out of it and just dissipates through cracks in the ceiling. Like, well, that was weird. Yeah. Then you leave the dungeon. I don't uh, remember oh. raining today. <laughs> Quick, I don't someone... remember there being apocalyptic storms forecasted for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I being struck by lightning repeatedly? That's not how it works. Though it doesn't, the, the living storm that you were saying, it's 1d6 plus 4 miles in diameter, uh, it doesn't do any damage. No. It just gives you the uh, disadvantage on on perception checks that Light rely on scared, hearing, yeah. which is weird, because I feel like sight could also work there as well, but they just decided to limit Lightly obscure does it. And so the entire area is lightly obscure, which oh. gives you disadvantage okay. on okay. sight-based, and then they added the hearing one. Right. So, I mean, this would be like a really fun thing to have to walk to. Because you could have just like, you know, you get through this storm and there's things in the storm. I'm sure there are other lightning or air elementals. There's literally an oh. air elemental that you can throw in yeah. uh, as like your your journey to get to the center of the storm. And yeah. once you get there, it's like, oh, okay. Right. We're effed. Yeah. Um, Ability-wise, what, what are you guys thinking? What's the main things popping out at you? So your your basic actions <laughs> are fairly fairly mundane. Thunderous slam, you know, they just blast one of your characters. It's plus sixteen to hit, twenty four range, yep. and forty six plus nine thunder damage. Even the, do the reach doesn't even matter though, because yeah. as we talked about, this character yeah, th- is that not is a little there. weird. Because so gargantuan is the catch all size category, right? You know, huge takes up this many squares and large this many square squares. Gargantuan doesn't have that. It's just right. anything bigger than a colossal or something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, how would you 
play that are they literally that entire storm if you're in the storm you could swing and hit it or would you have it it's the core of it and you do have to get to that i would definitely side with the core of it but i I think the best call here is to tell your players that the map is now the enemy yeah i think trying to play this as it is a creature is not really jiving with the flavor of it. No, yeah. I agree. I would probably just, you know, like, we've got a, a battle mat right in front of us, but just draw it from, like, an, a whole circle, as big as I can get, and just yeah. say, like, here you go. This is the center of the storm. Right, and uh, if you're within 20 feet of the center, you're within, of like, the outer edges of it, you're within range of this lightning slam. And, right, so you okay. can't hide. You know, that's, right. that's the main thing. Um, or you can just do a dot in the middle, just be like, it's everywhere, get over it. Yeah. Um, and and then you know it's and just the fight itself uh, is so cool flavor wise from like a description standpoint. Oh, yeah. it's like it doesn't matter where you're standing. A you know giant snake head pops out and just slams against you, throwing you to the wherever. Um, and then you get the the lightning storm, which is also terrifying. Uh, that's a recharge six ability. So all other creatures within 120 feet of the tempest must. Each make a DC 20 deck save or take 68 lightning damage on a fail or half as much on a success. Uh, if it fails by five or more, the creature is also stunned until the end of its next turn. I mean, that's just it's, rough. Yeah. Um, at least it can't do that and a slam. Right. But it gets legendary actions. Oh, which are terrible. Yep. One of them yeah. is that lightning strike. I think close to it. It's not the exact it's same. It's a single target. Right. And only 3D10. Well, no, it's within five feet of the point. So keep your party uh, away. Yeah. I will say one of the things that I've noticed about this is despite being very high challenge rating, the damage is pretty low. Yeah, it's just frequent. Right. It's frequent and there's no avoiding it. I think that's the key to it. Yeah, DC 20 deck save is hard to... It can literally move as a legendary action and it doesn't cost a legendary action. I think it costs one. No, no, it'll say cost one action. It's it's just free. You can just move. Well, no, it's a... The Tempest can make can take three legendary actions, choosing from the options below. The other ones cost two and then three, respectively. Right. Move, Move just one. Yeah. Um, the the one that takes three is awesome, though. Screaming Gale. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> release a blast of thunder and wind in a line that is a mile long <laughs> and 20 feet wide. The, the specificity of 20 feet wide, though, is so great to me because yeah. that's just like... To me, I'm imagining this thing's almost just rising up in the air and dropping onto the ground. Because it's so huge. I mean, that's, I know it's more than that, but like that's a blast yeah, of one way to wind. play it. Yeah. 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 It's a blast. It <laughs> is. Look at this thing. <laughs> yeah. Elder Tempest is a blast of lightning and wind. I don't know what you're talking about. So, but yeah, anything within the Screaming Gale in that line that's a mile long. Mm-hmm. Um, objects in there take 40 10 thunder damage. Each creature is a DC 21 deck save where you take 40 10 thunder damage and flung a 60 feet in a direction away from the line. And then you take 1d6 for every 10 feet flung. So if you go the full 60 feet, so basically you go 60 feet or you hit something. So if you go the full 60 feet, it's going to be 40 ton damage plus 66, yeah, 66 bludgeoning damage. Yep. And you're prone. Would that, that wouldn't be 66 if you're not falling, though. No, it doesn't. It's, um, the target takes oh, 1d6 yeah, yeah, bludgeoning right. damage for every 10 feet it was thrown before impact. Yep. And again, then you're prone. Yeah. And after that... And 60 feet away. Yep. If, oh, no, I'm sorry. That That's a separate thing. If the target would collide with another creature instead, that other creature must succeed on a DC 19 dexterity saving throw or take the same damage and be knocked prone. Yeah. 
So I, I would still consider, even if you don't hit somebody, you'd still be prone. That's in line with taking falling damage. Yes, if I you take agree. falling damage, you're prone. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's a legendary action. So that's just yeah. once per turn if it wants to. It, or per round. Yeah, per once round. per round. Because it c- takes all three actions. In, right. in practicality, I think that's a... Um, that would be semi-useful in combat, but I think it'd be a better starter. Your Especially when they're grouped up. <laughs> your character's like... They're marching towards the center of the <laughs> right. storm. It's like, oh, what's that? What's that horrible screeching noise? <laughs> and then you just see a fucking whirlwind of blasting air. Oh, that's great. Yeah, everyone's getting all epic, like, mm-hmm. tensed up. It's, all right, we're going to do this. And the music goes off. It's like, yeah. And <laughs> they just fling 60 feet in all direction. <laughs> we're not even nope. halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't necessarily say they'd be able to hit that, but it'd be a good way to add tension while they're getting there. Right. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, this needs to be an entire, I mean, it could be an entire session just getting to the center of this thing. Yeah. And it's a mile long. So we're saying they're walking there. They're fighting air elementals. Four miles. Well, the right. storm. Oh, the, the, the gale yeah, is a yeah. mile. So right. once they're within a mile... Then every single time they're just you know that's right. how many actions can you make in eight minutes? <laughs> it doesn't need to be in combat. That'd be silly. Exactly. But you know, just have it where that's another encounter. Everyone make a deck save. If you fail, whoosh, you yeah. know, and that's more damage that you're taking. Basically, an encounter is worth of damage if you're uh, hitting objects. Which I don't know how you'd really play that. Uh, just throw some trees around. Honestly, it's it's a siege monster, so it's double damage to objects and buildings. So those are just exploding. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, just like all the Zaratan, and I'm assuming all the other all the elements. Other, this is, this is, all these elementals are a great way to destroy any permanent structure that you as a DM might not like. <laughs> My right. characters build a castle, and it's really annoying me. I got some news for you, buddy. We can take it down in an instant. <laughs> Yeah. And then let's talk about some of its saves and stuff. Um, plus 12 wisdom saving throw and plus 11 charisma saving throw. And just completely immune to exhaustion, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, <laughs> prone, restrained, or stunned. Um, immune to lightning, poison, and thunder damage, resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. So I guess at the time you're fighting us, that wouldn't come up too much, but... 23 strength, 28 dexterity, 23 con. Only two int. Yeah, all these storms are really yeah. dumb. yeah. I 21 mean, Wisdom, 18 Charisma. The 18 Charisma's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get where that's really coming from. I mean, I get, if you look at Charisma in the sense of its force of personality, like, this, its presence in a room. <laughs> I think I'd notice it. But then it should be a lot higher than 18. Yes. Yeah. You're telling me that a fully fleshed out paladin, you're going to see both of them and immediately turn to the paladin and be like, hey, what's up? Not the Elder Tempest. Yeah. It's just... I don't think it makes that noise. What noise does it make? You make it. The sound of a storm, yeah. Like a storm, man. Like a hurricane. You, you ever heard a tornado? It sounds like a train I've never heard a tornado. I live in Northeast Ohio. We okay. don't get those. Well, occasionally there's tornado warnings. Why? Because occasionally there's tornadoes. It's just very infrequent. But, I don't believe him. Okay, I feel But... I feel like we're off track here. So, <laughs> it's, it's a tough creature. 19 AC... 264 hit points you can burn it down though if you've got the action economy in your favor yeah actually if you are level 20 i think it might be and there's literally nothing else somewhat of an easier fight which is why the, i'm the saying 290 it, is not crazy 1980 is not crazy it needs to be an adventure just getting to the center yeah. of the storm this should be like the last fight of the day and if you really want you can throw some extra air elementals yeah. in at the oh, end tons of stuff yeah. there's yeah. 
tons and tons and tons of things that would make sense to be a part of this. Heck, I just have the those, cultists like, that summoned it. No, they die very quickly. You think? I honestly mm. think so. Yeah, I, mean, I hate that trope, but it always happens. Like, oh, we summoned the big bad evil thing. Well, if we're saying they're hanging out in the center of the storm, you think this thing's just going to swirl around and be like, no, they're cool. They summoned me here. It doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, I don't That's, even think it has the option to not kill right, them. It's right. got two int. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, you only have two int. Which, I mean, this this is almost a, a bit more random as a DM. Once you get to such low intelligences, uh, this is something that you always bring up. You'll be like, does this thing want to attack the person who just went down? It's got such a low intelligence. I don't know if it should. Um, I would just roll every time. You've got four players, roll 1d4. That's who it's attacking this turn. You don't yeah. need to with Lightning Storm, though. Uh, like you don't have to make that call. With Lightning Storm, correct, but with Thunder Slam... Thunderslam, yes. I, would, I would never say they, atta- they just attack the most threatening thing and they know they'll blow everything up. I don't think crap. they even know what's the most threatening thing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. At two intelligence, they're just like, ah, I just, I'm just attacking. Oh, you hit me with I'm a magical just... sword. That's like, that's, that's within spitting distance to it. I guess. It's not a giant purple worm with one in. But man. it's it's differing between what hurt more, the giant sword or the uh, the wizard who cast, is casting spells. You don't know. You're just attacking you're just lashing yeah. out in a elemental yeah. rage yeah pretty much so i would just be completely random with it which i mean it, it that's just a way to play it as a dm just roll a d4 that's who i'm attacking this round this this character makes it very easy to do that because it just it does have everybody's gonna take damage roll your saves yep definitely be fun. I can't wait. We need to do a, a high-level high level campaign. Yeah. <laughs> we always say that, well, yeah, and then we're and like, then oh, we... this takes so much time. Yeah, we did. Well, yeah, level 17 last time. Got up to there, and then we yep. were so excited to go back to level 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then within, like, a session and a half, it's like, damn it, I want to be level 6. Yep. <laughs> now I'm bored with level 6. Kevin, what You're are we... 7. We're seven. level 7. But I didn't get anything at level 7. Nobody did. I did. No, I didn't. No, nobody nope. does. Never mind. No character gets anything at level 7. Level 8 now, Kevin. <laughs> that's how it works yeah you just yell at the dm enough and they'll level you up it's the number one reasoning for xp is you can just tell your players like you didn't earn it yet compared to every single time that it's milestone leveling and they're like i want to level up now you just tell us when to level up so let us level up just you know balance all the cut con- no shut up <laughs> shut up you wait <laughs> you wait until i tell you to level up Have you ever actually had players try and do that yes us. really yeah like us? I, mean, no, I don't think we've No, not you guys. You guys are... You know. We go with it. It's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> but I have had players who are like, I just want to level up. Like, can't you just do that? Like, this is such a boring level. Just shut up. <laughs> it's not the point. No, yeah. Like, you got to earn it, man. I'm sorry. We need a boring level. Yeah. If this level is boring, all previous levels are boring because yeah. you had everything for the previous levels. Yeah. Go, go find me a rare candy. <laughs> <laughs> Good item. <laughs> One player shuts up and levels up. <laughs> and then can never level up again. <laughs> that's, that's the punishment. Because you got to curse all these items. Oh, well, yeah, you instantly level up. Well, that's like I, I gave a, a party a deck of many things. And that was like a... Never do this. It never. was a mess around campaign. I wasn't really too worried about it. And it honestly was great at creating plot hooks. Uh, but they kept on pulling in hopes that they'd get to like get, you know, 10,000 experience instantly level up. <laughs> Uh, but it's only one of them would get it, so they'd be over-leveled compared right. to everyone else. And luckily, they never got it, but I didn't know what I was going to do if they did. Like, it was just, it's basically a, a campaign ruiner, because they wouldn't stop So many there. things are, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the point, I guess. But 
they kept pulling until recently when they just gave up. They're like, yeah, you know what? I think we're actually in a good spot. We've got two castles that we only need one of. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have to state what you pull from the start and then that's that? You say how many cards you want to pull. Yeah. That's it. And then some of them disappear after the first use. Some right. of them go back into the deck. No, how could they keep pulling? What do you mean? You can pull again. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. so you can say I'm pulling four cards. Pull four. Pull four like, cards. All I'm going to pull four, four more cards. Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought it was like a one-time use per person thing. But what's hilarious is they get into these cycles where uh, one person will do it and they get a wish. And they're like, oh, awesome. I get a wish spell. I can't wait to use this. Uh, and then the next person pulls a card and they disappear into a dimension and they have absolutely no way of getting back <laughs> except for a wish spell. Right. So then that person instantly uses their wish and they're like, yay, we're at zero. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually there for that particular incident. That was hilarious. That was a great way to like, hey, you just lost that game breaker I gave you. Yep. <laughs> So it's good. Um, I'm actually going to be playing that campaign again pretty soon here. Well, speaking of castles that you may think your characters don't deserve, if you ever want to get rid of them, yep, Elder Tempest. you got an Elder Tempest. <laughs> Blow it up. I might just bring that in just to mess with them. <laughs> it, just, it just passes through. Everyone takes catastrophic damage. Castles will destroy. But it's a storm. It doesn't really have any personal grudges. It just moves on. <laughs> They're not high enough level to deal with it. Or, yeah, no, not. it's like it's looking for a high level party that's like a mile away from your people. Yeah. It misses with its blast of air and it's like, <laughs> blows up their castles. <laughs> oh, no, what do we do? You guys can't do anything. There's a high level adventuring party. They're called in. The Justice <laughs> yeah. Leagues are here. They're going to take, take care, care of it. Your, yeah. your castle blew away, though. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just, Did you guys get insurance? It. Did you think about insurance? They didn't think about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I can see any any uh, rational party was like, oh, we got to go stop whatever came from that wind. And they're like marching off. And you're like, idiots, idiots. Yep. And they get there. And there's just like the most overleveled <laughs> sons of bitches ever. I'm like, who are you, nerds? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. All right. Well, that's all I got about the Elder Tempest. We talked about, like, oh, how does a, a, a player play against this thing? They don't. I mean, there's no, like, specific way. You're in a storm. You just keep slashing. You keep doing damage. There's nothing that you can exploit. I mean, it's intelligence. Sure, you cast Feeble Mind, let's say. It doesn't cast spells. No. It doesn't care what its intelligence this is. This is a meat right? grinder. Yeah, it really it, is. It's what? A meat grinder. Yeah, yeah, through and through. Yeah, it's immune to... Uh... A lot of debilitating effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you could, depending on the party composition, get creative. Or um, that 20 foot range. I mean, you can. No, I was gonna say like at 20 feet with its attack, you, you could very easily kind of get out of that range and run back and forth. But it has 120 foot fly speed, and it doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. So it's just going to move around and strike who it wants to strike. Yeah. If yeah. you're trying to kite this thing, also remember the storm imposes disadvantage on all ranged attacks. Right. Oh. So you're not going to kite it. You got to get in there. If you've got, you know, a party of barbarians, that'd probably be the best way to go about it. That is actually yeah. interesting, though. If you know, we're saying that the entire map is the creature, so do you get disadvantage on ranged attacks? Yeah. No, I, yeah. it automatically, everything's... Within six miles of this thing. Okay. Disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. So you can um, just say, yeah, so everybody's going to It's just a good old-fashioned tank and spank. One. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Have you not heard that term? No, I haven't. That's okay. a great term. That's good, though. Um, one banishment, though, and this thing's gone. And by that, I mean I don't four banishments because it has three legendary resistances and then has to fail. You're right. Yeah, it's not immune to... To banishment, that'd be yeah, really that'd be, specific. That's not a status effect. Yeah, that'd be such a call it in kind of way to make it fight hard. 
immune to banishment. Stop doing that. Like, this, <laughs> this book was written by an upset DM who got his big bad evil guy ruined in two and a half turns. What's the save on banishment? Uh, it's your right. Oh, oh, wisdom, charisma. I think it's, it's wisdom. Think. Wisdom. Okay. I know so, it's not intelligence. It's either wisdom or charisma, and but both. That plus is twelve the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the three resistances. I. It's not. It's going to take yeah. a while, and I don't think you upcasting it just lets you banish two things. Which I'm not sure. They may not even have an upcast. No, I think it doesn't have an upcast because okay. it's good enough. But now at level right 20, now. you do have a pool of banishments that right. could make that a little annoying. Yeah. You just might get lucky with it getting one, one. Not to, yeah, and then you're being a DM who kind of breaks the rules like, oh, yeah, he's only got two in. But that banishment guy needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're a PC, uh, bring your banish spells. Um, anything else? Don't send a storm wizard or a sorcerer. <laughs> sorcerer yeah, it's immune to all lightning damage. This is damage. my perfect op. Actually, it's not. You <laughs> might think that it is, but you would be wrong. Very, very wrong. Yeah, I say. Yeah, I say. Yeah, a team of barbarians would probably be great at this. I think a team of barbarians is like <laughs> the solution, any, any, solution to any high level encounter, <laughs> except for mind flayers. Except for mind yeah. flayers or liches and spellcasters. Really, really, any spellcaster. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Unless they can get, they they eventually get like crazy speed and like fly and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you entered my lair. And then they like all the totem. bullet towards the thing and get one attack. And it's like, oh, well, that's over. <laughs> that's over. Yeah, they don't get fly, but one of the totem things is like they can leap like they're flying. And, right, yeah. right, right, right. You get a fly speed for like 10 seconds, I guess. Something like that. No, <laughs> I don't think it's that. But regardless, barbarians, barbarians fighting a storm. That's, that's cool. It's, it's cool, but also hilarious scaled down. Or you're just imagining a bunch of buff dudes swinging at clouds. <laughs> this, is, this is a great extension of that manliness campaign I came up with. The Swole Coast. The Swole Coast. <laughs> the uh, lich that's stealing everyone's gains. The gain stealer. <laughs> Everyone has to be a buff dude to try and stop this yep the only ones the few chosen ones who are strong enough and the only acceptable classes are going to be fighter monk and barbarian and fighters are going to be the casters it's like oh nerd you're just a fighter i'm a barbarian we got our karate master oh it's gonna be great yep the swole coast i can't wait that's that's definitely my next silly campaign i gotta i gotta bring it up to three a week uh all right all right let's let's wrap yeah, this up this one late i think that's an episode yep um follow us on twitter we're on twitter now okay yeah, yeah follow us on twitter there's, there's our plug interesting things on there at discussions underscore yeah. malt feel free to tweet us and ask us <laughs> questions or tell us how wrong we are give us ideas that's actually the my my main one i really yeah. want people to start telling us we're wrong <laughs> no like honestly if, if you or just their opinion <laughs> Well, I'm more. We're just kind of. I know we have wrong. listeners and stuff, but in a sense, it almost feels like we're just kind of operating in a bubble because, like, it's you, we just don't get feedback. Right, right. But I also like confrontation. So if you want to say that we're wrong, uh, we can talk about it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, and so, also suggestions. Suggestions yeah. are yeah. nice for monsters. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or review us. Apparently, that's a big deal. Like iTunes reviews. We learned this recently. I guess that's really big on how it shows up. We didn't know that, and they're not easy to get. So. If you like us, review us. I don't if you don't like us, just yell at us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't like us, review us too on iTunes. Give us bad reviews, and then we'll just stop. No, I think that's bad. <laughs> we'll just stop. I don't right. know. I'm not here to... Yeah, to... we're easily stopped. Yeah. Break our spirit within one review. 
<laughs> one star uh, missed the warlock cleric combination that changed my entire life. Uh, and then we're just done. That's it. Good job, guys. We tried. After the Twitter fight, though. After the Twitter fight. <laughs> All right, let's end it. All, All right. right. Thanks enough. for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. Next week on Monsters and Multiclass. Next week, we're going to be talking about the Monk Fighter Multiclass, and our Monster of the Week will be the Red Cap from Volo's Guide to Monsters. Monsters.